find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. Today, I have a guest that actually has been on the show before, so I want to talk to him again. We have lots to catch up on, uh, lots of information to share, and I'm also going to tie his work into the theme that we started um, in conjunction with um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So you'll, you'll see how that all works together as we, <laughs> we proceed through the, the call. But my guest today is Reverend Paul, and he has got a very interesting practice. And people, people who have heard my early shows may remember, but we're going to go into more detail about some of the work that he does. But his work actually helps men, women, and couples, and he's been doing this for over 20 years. He is an ordained spiritual minister, a sexological body worker, and a nationally certified massage therapist. He's also the creator and director of his own healing modality known as Sensual Reiki. It's a combination of massage, Reiki, and the 5,000-year-old teachings of Tantra. I just think that sounds so interesting. So we're going to find out more about that, too. <laughs> so, but he works from his home, and he believes in working with his clients on a holistic level, meaning he works with the individual as a whole and not just specific parts of an issue. He deals with the body, mind, and soul. Paul, I am thrilled to have you with me today. Well, I'm very happy to be here, Nikki. Thank you for having me. We are, like I said, we are going to share some interesting information, and we are going to attempt to open some minds to some new ideas today. You ready for that? Sounds good. <laughs> okay. So in, in just a couple sentences, how would you describe what you do and how you could help people? A couple of sentences. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a lot more leeway. Let's just kind of give them just a little peek right now, though. Okay. I work with the person's own sexual, sensual energy. And the concept of energy is something you may get or you may not, but I work with a person's own sexual, sensual energy to help heal, to help empower, to help work on any specific goals that the client has in mind. Okay. What, what sort of goals might they have? Okay. Well, I see clients who are looking to um, deepen their relationship with their, their spouse, lover. Um, I work with clients who are suffering from the effects of sexual abuse or some type of sexual trauma. I work with clients who are, for some reason, coming into sort of like a sexual awakening, and they, they realize there's more than what they've been experiencing, and they want to explore how far that can go. All right. Uh, you know, from, from the things I've, I've learned with talking to you, I think you were just the person who helped them with all of those things. Yeah, I'm pretty so, good. <laughs> so a lot of the listeners are probably familiar with the concept of a massage. Many have probably had a massage. Some may be familiar with Reiki massage, which I, I had one of those and I absolutely loved it. felt fantastic when I was finished. Or when, when the person doing working on me was done. But what is a sexological body worker? I have actually, since our first, since our first call we did together, I've, I've actually told people that, that term and, and what, you know, what you do, and they look at me like I have lost my mind. They're like, there is such a thing? I'm like, there is. So what, 
What does that include for people who have never heard the term before? All right. Um, sexological body work, in a nutshell, is um, to work on sexological issues that the client has, but via um, physical hands-on touch and manipulation. So areas of, say, sexual dysfunction, um, in a man, ED, or in a woman, she's been unable to achieve a certain type of orgasm, the sexological body worker will, again, hands-on, um, help them through this via relaxing muscles, stimulation, always education. That's first and foremost to educate the client about their bodies, about what they're capable of. Um, years and years and years of training in a very wide range of modalities goes into sexological body work with everything from your basic um, psychology and counseling to very advanced forms of massage and to some extent even physical therapy. So it covers a huge field and it, it works on very specific problems. I mean, I was, I was reading over quite a bit of information before, before we got on the call today and, and it was some of the things that kept striking me was it says, you know, work on every inch of the body every part of the body you know so it's you know sometimes you you have like a a regular like deep tissue massage and there's certain areas that they work on but you know and and you pretty much know which which parts they're going to focus on and you know specific areas that maybe you know are really tight and and hurting and that kind of thing but it it just seems like a whole a much more all-inclusive sort of massage that you're doing well absolutely and again it, it touches on many levels if um you had mentioned before that I work with clients holistically, body, mind, and soul. Well, you can you can go and let's just say, for example, you are having um, an issue with, um, okay, we'll say sexual abuse. We'll tie that in right now. Um, all right, and, and you're you're looking to heal from that trauma. Well, first you can, you can go to a psychologist, and you can go for years, and you can talk, and you have therapy sessions, and it gets you through what's going on in your mind and your emotions. You can even go to a spiritual counselor um, to help you with, you know, that end of it. And you can go to a gynecologist who, who's going to take pictures, who's going to tell you that, you know, you're, you're normal and this is pos- probably what's happening. Or you can go to somebody who's all-inclusive is going to take all of that into account and work Again, holistically. I like that word, so we'll just keep using it. <laughs> and, uh, it does work. Huh? I, 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 there's something about holistic, and, and like I said, it just basically is saying uh, the whole. You're working on the whole person, so I, I like that. That and, and sensual, because it just it covers so many. I mean, you're, you're touching on all of the senses of the body, which is, is very powerful also, so... Oh, good stuff. Yes, and we are, as human beings, we're very sensual beings. And that becomes a huge part of our makeup from childhood on up, how we develop, how we deal with people, how we deal with situations. And so it has to be treated on a whole, and it has to be treated through that, that, that sensual core of our bodies, of our being. And that's also how you attain the best results is to 
start that change from deep within rather than from the outside looking in and changing little parts one at a time. Right, right. Well, that's like I, years ago I worked for a chiropractor, and we used to, you know, you'd have people that, that they, they'd have, say, a headache. And like, well, I'll just take an aspirin. I'll be okay. And, it, you know, it's, so you're either throwing a Band-Aid on the situation or you get to the root of the problem and fix what's really going on with the body and then help it to function better. Right. So it seems like you're doing and the same sort of thing, just in a, a much more... Di- uh, well, we much we more here di- in the West are kind of, uh, I don't want to say ignorant, but that's where, what it actually <laughs> well. comes down to. Um, we think we know everything. Western medicine is, you know, the best thing on the planet. But for 5,000 years, other cultures, other philosophies have been dealing with these same things, and they've been dealing at them on a holistic level, not just you know, starting a profession, giving somebody a name, giving them specific training in that one area and saying, okay, that's all you can handle. If they need something else, they're going to go to somebody else. Right. And most times people are left like, okay, I, I dealt with that, but I know there's still something else in there that needs to be dealt with. Um, sexological body work and dealing with things on that level this has to be something you're ready for. Let me clarify that, because there is a lot to go into this as a client. You have to be ready to work on your your fears, your your darknesses inside, things that are going to come up that you know they're going to hurt, but you have to be willing to do them, because it is that type of therapy where it does work on everything at once, and it throws things at you. I was just oh. thinking when when a person has just a, like a deep tissue massage, they you know, I've heard people and they're like, oh, but it hurt. I'm like, okay, but but you have to get deep enough to relieve the pain, relieve the stress, relieve the pressure, in order to start to feel better, you know. And uh, and I like I said, I, I assume that that with what you're doing, I mean, it's so much more. It's it's not just that sort of a pain that a person may have from a regular massage, but you're, you're talking on not just a physical level, but emotionally and physically and, and just mentally, the, the whole works, you know, right. holistically kind of thing. And these can be things that the client doesn't even, really even realize is going on, the way things have affected them, especially if it's something that happened, you know, deep in the past that has settled into their, I'll say, energetic body and it's become a scar and scars are basically just you know tightened up knots of tissue well when that's sat in your body for so long as a residual memory or residual energy that same knot is there and it restricts normal flow of things well reflecting yeah, reflecting, restricting normal flow of anything, you know, as we know, isn't good. You can't restrict normal flow of blood. You can't restrict, you can't let me say that word either. Um, yeah, normal things that should be easy just don't happen. Um, <laughs> I have some true. of that myself. Um, but anyway, yeah, these things need to be brought to the surface and dealt with. And even in, we keep using massage as an example, but even in a regular massage, sometimes people start crying and they don't know why. And it, it's a, a little bit of a release. You're releasing some things that have been trapped inside you that you didn't even realize were there. Right. And they can be there for you know, hundreds of different reasons. could be just a, a bad memory of being touched in a certain place that caused you pain. Or it could be that, you know, when 
you were molested or abused, the person always put their hand on your right shoulder. So now when you're touched on the right shoulder, that triggers things. And, yeah, they, they still need to be dealt with. They do. Well, some people, it's, it, the whole thing is just to, to not deal with it. You know, just, well, if I just don't think about it, it'll, it'll just go away. And, and bad things don't just go away. You know, I, I've never found that to work. I've, I've done that with different situations. I'm like, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm, it's, it's whatever. And, and like I said, I, just, I have never found that that actually works long term. At some point, it's going to come back. So yeah. have, you, have you had a lot of people that, that came in to, to have work done and, and then ended up remembering or discovering or, or having a, a big release from something they just did not remember happening at all? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've I've had clients where the they had the big release, weren't sure why or what was going on, and it was over like the next couple of days or so they started having memories of things and and tracing it back. And there's been other clients who who have gotten on my table um, to work on one thing, and it's branched off into something totally different, and all of a sudden the tears are flying and. And I'm being held on to, and you know, being told, "Don't leave me." And it, right. it's it's all coming from a flashback or a trigger. And it, it would seem like I learned big... I learned this thing, this little saying in massage school, and it's stuck with me for years. Is we hold our issues in our tissues, right? And it's true. As human physical beings, we we take those traumas and we take those things that have hurt us even if it hasn't been physically and it's just been emotionally and we take it and we hide it inside and we buried it down deep and we'll say we'll tuck it away over there till I can handle it and then we never get back to it right and right. we kind of forget it's there and move on but it's it was still there it would seem like a lot of learning and, and understanding how to deal with those sort of things would have to be a big part of your training well, there is. I mean, like I said, it covers a huge field in, in different areas. Um, me, personally, I started doing this unknowingly when I was about 16 years old, um, while all the other guys my age were out building their cars in their driveways. I was at Bridgewater State College in the library, learning about women's anatomy and physiology and also reading the Kama Sutra. Um, for some reason in my mind when I, or not just my mind, in my, my hormonal system, um, when I learned about the opposite sex and started discovering what sex was, I wanted to learn everything I could about it. I wanted to, to learn how to please this person that, you know, physically I'm supposed to be with. And I started there, and then it was just studying and studying and studying and studying and studying and through the different modalities. Um, when I went to massage school, you know, that, that, that took the foundation that I had already had of the anatomy and physiology and took it further. And then, again, years later, I had um, a spiritual awakening, and that kind of brought me into the more... I want to say metaphysical portion of my work, the, the more energetic portion. And then I started studying Chinese medicine, which 
is basically all about energy and the meridian systems that run through our body and all the points that go along with that and how they react to different things and you know, up to psychology. I had to study psychology to learn how to, to deal with my clients. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Definitely. So what is... Because some people may be thinking, now, wait a second, <laughs> you know, kind of wondering and saying, well, maybe he just likes women a whole lot, and that's why he got into this. So uh, what, what are some of the things that sexological body working is not, that may be misconceptions with people when they first hear about it? Okay, well, first and foremost, we're not prostitutes. Um, <clears throat> that's good. My, my clothes never come off. This is 100% totally about the client. Um, there are... Generally, my client is nude in front of me, but like I said, my clothes stay on completely 100% of the time. Um, I actually also have my wife work with me at times because I believe if the, if the client feels more comfortable having a woman in the room because this is very invasive work for somebody to just go to a man who they've never met. You know, we've probably talked on the phone a few times before they got here, so they have some sort of trust and and faith in me that when they get here, I'm not just throwing them in a room and saying, okay, I'm working on you. Um, right. my, my wife is here to to be in the room, hold their hand, be there for them, whatever it is they need. Um, actually, when I, when I told some of my best friends once what my career path was going to be, they thought, yeah, the only reason you're doing this is so for sex. And I'm like, no, you, you got they get women trans on them. <laughs> yeah, you know that's yeah that's why I'm doing it. It's, I mean, there of course I I do love women. I am heterosexual. Women are beautiful to me. They're the most beautiful things on the planet. Now, because of that, I want to help. I want to heal. I want to empower. Women have basically been getting the uh, shit end of the stick. I'll say sorry. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> For a long, long time on this planet, um, the, the patriarchal society that we live in now, that we've been living in for the past 2,500 to 3,000 years or so, really have made women second-class citizens. And they haven't been getting the attention they deserve or need. They haven't been getting the healing they deserve or need. And that's pretty much what brought me to it. Other than a whole other facet, which is I grew up watching my mother being abused by my father. So that plays into it, of course, as well. And for some reason, sex has always been my passion. Learning about it, doing it, <laughs> helping with it, giving advice. I actually started teaching my friends female friends around the age of 18 and 19 about their G-spots. Um, and all through my life, most women still believe, and this is pretty sad, that it's a myth that, yeah. that you know, they can't achieve that type of orgasm. But you can. And there's, there's beautiful so much that all... sex that people don't know. It, it's, it's sad, and that's, that's another reason I, I want to have the show and, and you know, put, put out the... You know, <clears throat> different shows and then uh, articles and that sort of thing, just to help people. That's actually another thing I want to talk about, and it's it's interesting. One of, one of these articles that I I saw about you know explaining what the body working is, it says it's not this, it's not this, it's not this. But then it says this modality does merge science and sensuality. 
so the client can understand their body's capacity for power, pleasure, and healing. That's powerful. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that definition myself. <laughs> I thought it, you might. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, I've, I've read lots of definitions of what it is I do, and some of them not so favorable, but I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that seemed like it goes. It, it was very in sync with with what you were saying. So I, I thought I would share that with you. Yeah. But that that's another part of what you do that I want to talk about is okay. because in and from my personal experience, and the majority of the women that I know, unfortunately, um, have been in a very I guess we could re- repressed is is pretty big. <laughs> pretty pretty much sums it up. But okay. in, in situations where <clears throat> they're expected to not feel good about being a sexual being, okay? You know, if you're married, you, you, you know, there's certain things you, you're supposed to do, you know, but heaven forbid, don't enjoy it. You know, don't enjoy being a sexual being. I mean, I've, right. I, it was funny. I was playing cards with, with some people, and I won't say who. But, um, and, and we were talking, and for some reason, it, an opening came up, and I said, well, you know, we're all sexual beings. I tell you what, they couldn't have looked at me worse if I'd shot somebody. It was that drastic. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm sorry to offend you, but you are. <laughs> you may choose not to do anything about it, but you are. You know, so... Yeah, it- it's amazing some people still aren't ready right. to hear that. I know. And that's sad in the 21st century. But yeah. it, it seems like, and, and I really think a lot of men don't understand the crap women are fed for years and years and years by society and family and friends and all this sort of thing, that they, they aren't supposed to enjoy sex. And even if they do, keep it to yourself. Don't say anything. You know? Right. And, and they don't understand all of this crap is going on in a woman's head, and it's making it so she's not enjoying being with you as much as she could. So is that something, and maybe, maybe they don't have this problem in Massachusetts. <laughs> is that, oh, no, we have this problem everywhere. I, I thought so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 as sad as that is, that is the, is the majority still that yes. for some reason, be it, you know, the upbringing and parents telling you, you know, you only do, don't show this much flesh, um, don't act this way, no, you can't do that, that's dirty. Um, you still go back to the programming and conditioning you learned as a child growing up. And that was why I said earlier that our our, our sensual core, you know, as we develop is very important because all this stuff gets stuffed into our heads when we're still developing and we we take it with us and then when we learn other things to, that should overlap that and make you feel comfortable about it you still got this thing in the back of your head that either you know your your church your mother somebody somebody drilled it into you that you're supposed to be a certain way and you're not supposed to show your true self right. and and that plays a huge part as you, all through life with your relationships and you know you, a lot of people, I'm just going to throw this out there as, as an example, empty nesters, okay? Mm-hmm. Kids are off, gone to school, or even graduated, now they're out of the house. Okay, now it's just me and the wife again, or it's me and the husband. And, you know, over over the past years, just taking care of your children and always doing, doing, doing for your children, it's like, okay, now it's, we're just a couple again. It's like we were before we had kids. But... It's like, okay, have we progressed? 
are we going back to where we were before the same type of love making we were doing when we were clumsy and didn't know what we were doing you know have we discovered new things about ourselves and we want to try them out or we still just stuck in that programming that you know this is as good as it gets you only do it for certain reasons you're not supposed to feel that way act that way say a certain thing and if that's the case then you end up being this thing with your with your spouse now where it's just the two of you and you really don't know how to handle it or you you're not enjoying it as much as you could right well and some sometimes it's just they don't have that connection or they get to a point and they just they just stop having any kind of intimate or sexual contact with one another and are conditioned to think that's normal and it's okay. You know, and right. I'm, I'm not saying sex is to be all end all. You know, I mean, well, we all have our own opinions about that. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it should be a part of a healthy relationship. You know, I'm not saying make your life center around your sex life, but... But it should be a very definite connection that a couple, especially a, a couple in a committed relationship, should have with one another. Absolutely. It, it, it's not only just a, a connection that, you know, it's fun, it, it gives you something to do, but it's also a way of honoring that other person, your, mm-hmm. your spouse, your partner, whatever. Honoring that person for who they are, for what they mean to you, for how how appreciative you are for everything they do to make them feel good, to give to them openly, completely, and or to let them sit back and receive openly and completely for a change. And we'll use the wife, for example. She's just spent, you know, 20 years raising a children. They're gone, graduated college, they're off. And now what about me? And She's sitting around the house with with you know with her husband. It was like, all right, well, he hasn't been paying attention to me for years because he's been dealing with the kids. Well, now the kids are gone. There goes that excuse. So why aren't we spending more time together? Why aren't we, you know, doing more fun things together? It was like because that little that little extra that little extra something that you know could be a natural driving force in you isn't there it's being held back it's being repressed it, repression comes in a thousand different forms that's that's just one of them this is true one of the things in, in one of the articles when I, that I was looking at and this is actually from the sexologicalbodyworkers.org website and, and okay. I, I just kind of like this it says we all set limits on the quantity and quality of pleasure we can embody Limits to pleasure are ubiquitous in a culture that shames sexuality and fails to teach us how to honor and celebrate erotic energy. Sexual wounding becomes embedded in the the body's tissues and responses. Sexological body work can assist you in expanding the pleasure that is possible. This expansion has physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual components. That was cool. And it it is true because whether it's, it's not... Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, whether it's not participating at all or any other number of ways, we do, well, many people do, limit how much pleasure they'll either engage in or allow themselves to engage in. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and there's a thousand different reasons for that, too. But um, 
yeah, we do set limits, and it it that can be because we we don't know that we can go any further. We've just figured we've hit the top and that's it. So that's that's the goal I'm going to shoot for. Or when we get to that plateau, I'm okay. Um, it can be a little scary too, you know, feeling sensations in your body that you you've never felt before. Exploring, opening up. Um, it can feel like you're a little bit out of control, and mm-hmm. some people really like that. Some people who are not that type of a thrill seeker, that, that scares them, and they don't want to push the envelope any further. Um, yeah, other people have just meant to, have been just been meant to believe, or forced to believe in some ways, that, you know, they're not meant to experience that, that it's, that's way above and beyond anything that's good. That when you go that far, all of a sudden it's dirty. All of a sudden it's, you know, God's not going to like it or right. or whatever. But, yeah, we get programmed in that fashion, too. We do, and we um, the, the, the end part of what you said from that paragraph, where that opening up can be so emotional and it can be so scary, is... Because these are things, I mean, we, again, naturally, sensual human beings, sexual human beings, our bodies are literally built for pleasure. The woman's clitoris alone has like 7,000 nerve endings in it. Some books say eight, some say nine, but 7,000 is a a good number. Everybody agrees on 7,000, that's right. Uh, Yeah, and that's built for absolutely nothing but pleasure. Now, the internal, you're, you're, you're... pelvic floor, there's, there's definitely parts in there that are built for just pleasure. Um, even giving birth, which is something that only women can do. When, when a baby is coming through the birth canal, it's hitting these pleasure points. You can be having, well, it's not going to be incredibly pleasurable, there is pain, but <laughs> <laughs> childbirth can be much more of a, of a less painful experience through these pleasure points that are being hit if, if you know how to work with them during your childbirth. That's not my specialty. I'm not going to get into it, but it, it, it's true that our bodies are built for pleasure. I mean, even when somebody, you know, grazes by you and touches your hand or something, if it's, if it's not in a situation where, where, you know, you're afraid or anything, sometimes that's pleasurable, just that simple little touch. Um, little breezes, you know, they put your hair stand up. You like it. It's a little thrill. Our bodies are built for pleasure, and to hold that pleasure back is stagnating. Um, that energy is in us, that energy of sexuality, that energy of creation, because sexual energy is very is a very creative force. We can use it to empower our lives. We can use it to... Um, you can take that energy and channel it towards your work, your career, and use that creativity. You can use that creativity in your relationships. But when you hold that back, you're not letting that free-flowing creative energy work in your life. That was, so that's when, good. That was another, another thing I want to talk about, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> okay. And I just want to finish up by saying that when you are working with a sexological body worker and they are opening up these these experiences to you and they're opening up these pleasure points to you that yeah, it can be very emotional it can be very scary but the 
the person who is there, who's facilitating this for you, their training is to help you feel safe, to guide you through it, to take you through it every step of the way. Now, um, me personally, the aftercare is a mm-hmm. huge, huge part of you know the initial session. It doesn't end right there. It, there's always aftercare, and there's generally homework that we have people work on when they get home till till they see us again, and you know moving forward every step of the way. But um, I I give my clients 24-hour access to me via my cell phone, which is always next to my bed and always on, for at least two weeks in case anything does happen. You know, they wake up in the middle of the night, they had a weird dream, brought them back to some place they didn't want to be, by all means, pick up the phone, call me. We'll work through it. You know, this type of thing all goes into that, that whatever happens on the table with the sexological body work because right. it opens up everything. That is, yeah, I, I noticed that in one of your articles I was reading. That's awesome, because, I mean, some, sometimes, they, you know, that, that sort of deal, if, if something's being released or some memory's starting to come back, it's not all going to hit you at one time. I mean, it's, it's going to, you know, it's going to no, be a progress. it can be subtle little things, like, you know, it, um, a scent. Scent is the most powerful trigger there is to the human body. A scent can take you right back, and all of a sudden you're terrified, and you don't know why. The, things like that that's something that you need to be helped through. That aftercare is definitely a big part of what goes on with sexological body work. Very true. <clears throat> now, as far as this, um, you know, if, if people are repressing or holding back or denying this sexual energy um, for whatever reason, and like like we've posted, there's lots and lots of reasons why people do that. Right. What are things, are, are there any any kind of tips or suggestions that we can give to people to kind of determine if, if maybe this is something that they're, they're doing to themselves and understand the kind of impact it's having on them? Because they may just think, well, you know, that's just a part of my life I just don't focus on anymore. And, and they're not realizing there, there could be other ways that this is manifesting in their lives that they don't, they don't realize that's what the problem is. All right. Um, well, I would invite them to start looking through their life, um, things that have happened that, you know, might have been able to happen differently um, in certain situations. I would uh, invite them to take a look back at how, what the attitude towards sex and sexuality was when they were growing up, what they were being taught. And I'd also ask them to look into their dreams, their, their subconscious desires that pop up every once in a while. What are those things telling you? Are they telling you to be more adventurous? Are they telling you that, you know, there's there's something else that you that you're wanting but you don't know what it is? You know, it could be something deep down inside on that level that'll branch out into something else sexuality wise, but just to take a really close look at all these things. And then I'd also ask them to take a look at their sexual situations they've had. Have they gotten to a point where they, they needed to shut down because it was getting too scary or too pleasurable? Or were there things they were being asked to do that to them, you know, felt okay, but they were told somewhere down the line that they can't do that, so they just shut down. Right. You know, taking a look at all those things, if there was something they wanted to explore... And then we could take it from there. There's a step-by-step process, and, of course, you know, along the way, 
checking in with them. How are you? What are you feeling? This communication between client and facilitator of anything is huge. I mean, without without us knowing what's going on with you, we can't really provide the best service for you. True. So, True. yeah. Got to open Just on. talking things through. We'll also, I mean, it, you could start out with like a simple little session just to see where it might go, just to touch on little areas, um, whatever your goal is, of course, and see where it goes from there. It, it, it doesn't have to be something that you, you're thrown into. And it shouldn't be because, again, this touches on so many levels that you do need to integrate. But just to take it slow. Very true. Are there ways, because one of the things it says is, is um, open and strong sexual energy contributes toward our vitality, creativity, and our sense of well-being. So what are some manifestations in our life that we have this positive sexual energy that may not be perceived as sexual in nature? Because people may be thinking, well, that only means, like, actually having sex with somebody. So what are some other ways that then they would notice sexual energy within our lives and within our bodies? Well, confidence, number one. I was, I mean, that's, that was the biggest one I was thinking about. Okay, good. Yeah, well, if you're having a great sex life and you're, you're feeling all these amazing sensations, your body is tingling all the time, you know, and then you're going to be a happy person, and you're going to walk around knowing that you can accomplish pretty much anything you want to do because of how great you feel and how great you know you were meant to feel. Because as these things happen, they're not going to seem foreign. They're going to seem natural. This is your natural energy speaking to you, saying, you know, this feels great. Let's keep going with this. But all that energy, what it does is, is it goes through all the cells in your body, cleans them out, clears them out, livens them up, and that can work. Again, and I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier about the creativity. You know, you can channel your sexual energy to be a creative force. It doesn't have to be the physical force where you're out flaunting your sexuality, but you can just take that energy and channel it into another portion of your life and use it there right. and let that and let that create your happiness because you're letting your energy flow out. You can see what it's doing right before your eyes. And um, that also builds confidence. It all keeps coming back with nothing but more and more positive things. And that's, why, that's why I was kind of asking that question. I might not have asked it great, but it's because I think a lot of people may have the, the misconception that, you know, this, this having the sexual energy obvious in your life is is the same as the people that are flaunting it or some, sometimes though that gets to the point where it seems like more a total lack of confidence and they're trying to overcompensate for it you know but yeah well but well, as you grow, grow into your it. sexuality through body work or or whatever you'll learn how to use it i mean like again education is one of the biggest things here educating you about your body how to use your energy, what it's meant for, ways to um, get to it and build it and keep it there. Right. With the education, all of that comes. So you learn how to send it off into the areas that you need it. And I don't want to say you're not repressing it at this point, but you're still not throwing it in people's faces either. You have control <laughs> over your energy. It doesn't have control over you. 
Well, and, and you don't have to be so in your face about it. <laughs> That's not well, no. necessary. <laughs> you don't. People, <laughs> that is that is just not the way this needs to happen. <laughs> so much more positive ways. Like I said, it's just, I'm trying to think of some of the misconceptions that you know and address that. So because you you know I just don't want people to get the wrong notion because there's so many very positive things about all of this that just yeah. some upbringing in society and culture and all that just don't let you absorb or understand. No. So and go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> well, I'm well, going to go on different say, you, you go ahead with that, then I've got another question for you. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say, that expressing your sexuality is about the healthiest thing you can actually do for yourself. To let these energies flow, to let them go off in that direction of creativity or healing or just enlivening your body... To let these things flow through you is the best thing you can do for yourself. It cleans out all the toxins in your bodies, cleans out, as we said, with the, with the deep scars and woundings. It can clean that out. It allows you to know your body better, know yourself better, what you want, what your desires are. Um, it helps you teach yourself boundaries, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, and with your relationships as well, how close should you let somebody get they're you know they're reading my energy wrong they're reading my sexuality wrong all of this everything i just said is incredibly empowering yes definitely is yeah. well and, and a whole lot of women need to to be more empowered and then learn how to positively use that empowerment once they do have it so a sexual awakening what is that that's a term that, that ah. We, we hear, but but what is that really? Well, all right, and I'll go with, with the, the female portion of this. It, the male portion is somewhat the same, but it seems in our times now, 2015, it's occurring more with women to have this type of awakening, but it's basically a point in your life, and it could be that empty nester syndrome that I talked about earlier, but there's a point in your life where you just realize that I know it's better than this and I'm not going to settle for less anymore, and you start searching for that awakening so, or to start fulfilling more of your dreams and desires on that physical level. Um, the sexual... Logical body work can play a huge portion in that awakening by helping you achieve orgasms you never know you, you never knew you could, um, by helping you achieve that confidence you never knew was there, by helping you. I mean, and if, and if this goes along with a partner, by helping you please that partner in ways you never knew you could, and therefore bringing in more confidence back into the situation. Very true. Yeah. Well, and, and people may not realize having sex and being very sexually satisfied and having orgasms is very beneficial to your health. I mean, two very simple things are does wonders for headaches and does wonders for cramps. Just Absolutely. Two very so, so saying that you can't have sex because you have a headache really isn't accurate. <laughs> you know? so no, it's not. You have not. a headache for a better reason. <laughs> We can take care of that headache. I was going to say, that's done. <laughs> so. yeah, and, and 
beyond that, too, I mean, every every month there's a new article in some scientific magazine saying more benefits of sex. And it, it's great for your immune system. It, mm-hmm. It's great for getting the blood pumping and flowing to areas that it may probably may not have, you know, depending on what type of a lifestyle you lead. Um, it boosts everything. It, it really does. It's great exercise. Um, there's even studies of of women who ingest semen, how they're happier and healthier, and you know, everything about sex, other than, of course, you know, there's sexually transmitted diseases and, and of course, bad lovers. Everything about sex is, is good. You know, we... We're, we're born with these parts. We were born with these sensations, these desires, these wants, and, and you know, in very real, their needs as well. We need touch. We need that embrace from another. We need that fulfillment. We were born to have sex, and there's really no reason we shouldn't be. You know, there are many people that would disagree with that statement, but it's nice to hear people say that, the, the positive stuff, that is. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought about the the bad lovers being part of the the negatives, but you're right, that's true too. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of what goes with a woman awakening sexually, it it can be that they've just never had a partner who was willing to explore them or to help them find these spots within them, to help them access more pleasure. Because they don't either they don't know what they're doing, they need education or they just really don't care enough. Well, they're more selfish than than giving. This, yeah, very true. Yeah. Very, well, and, and some people just won't explore the other person, and they just they kind of know the basic mechanics, and that's it. And then they don't yeah. either put forth the effort, or they're not curious, or they think they shouldn't learn more. But there's a whole lot to learn. Oh, yeah. and, and with it's the internet total. it's readily accessible to anybody. Yes. Definitely is. So in Definitely. this day and age we really have no excuse not to be more sexual, more vibrant, more lively and feeling better via sexual sensual energy. That's it. So sensual is I, I like that and a lot of people don't really understand the depth of what sensual means. It's like I did a whole a whole uh, show one time on, on what intimacy is and is not. <laughs> so it's just don't yeah. don't have that much time for this. But but explain what you mean as far as sensual in a well let's let's say in, in a sexual and an intimate sort of way. How does sensuality play into that and make it better? Okay. Sensuality play into that and make it better. All right. Um, <laughs> and he was not well, prepped with any of these questions. They're off the top of my head. So. Um, well, okay. And, and this can fit into a number of categories, too. Um, this could be considered foreplay. This could be considered um, the place that you choose. You know, candlelit, um, quiet music, soft lights, outside, under the moonlight. These are very sensual things. They're not necessarily sexual. It doesn't have to go that far. But it brings about that spark. And it can take it that far, but you can also just sit there and enjoy that 
that moment and those feelings doesn't always have to involve heightening and heightening and expanding those sexual energies or wants or desires at the time but i mean even those things feel great and and can be empowering and confident uh confidence building we are naturally sensual creatures you know we we like feeling certain sensations that don't come out of sex but are still pleasurable we like feeling pleasure getting pleasure through music through through what we see what we feel around us through sense all of that is very sensual anytime you're deriving pleasure from anything around you that that is a sensual moment right there a sensual expression and of course that would be a perfect foundation and a perfect spark point to lead into something more sexual more intense more energetic very true did that answer the question I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Like I said, I just because I, I think people don't grasp the full scope of what sensual means, and that you're involving every sense in the body, and how that can heighten heighten our enjoyment of so many different things. Even if it's just a really good meal, you know, enjoy the yeah. like, you know, like like the coolest thing about pizza is it smells so wonderful, and then it tastes great too. But you've got the combination of those two things together that are just wonderful. I sure. want that pizza. Who knows? <laughs> and, and it could be as something as simple as you you enjoy the way the breeze is is um, grazing your ankles as you're walking down the street. You get a little a little thrill, a little charge out of that. That's sensuality. You know, I was I was saying something the other day that that my best ideas come when I hit the road. I have the window down. It's warm. I've got the music on the on the stereo and the wind blowing in the window through my hair. It just uh, creativity is just incredible. If I'm stuck with something, I get in the car and I take a ride, and it works. It's beautiful. All right, then let me ask you a question. Uh oh. <laughs> well, in those moments, mm-hmm. other than this is beautiful, this is great. How are you feeling? How how is your body feeling? I feel more alive. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, how there's certain times that you just feel like you're just firing on all cylinders and things are just clicking the way they're supposed to? Yeah. It, it's that sort of thing. That is sensuality. That's enjoying yeah. life. That's enjoying the moment. That's enjoying everything going on around you. That's it. That's it. You know, one right of the there. things, <laughs> see, I was I was talking about what I meant to be talking about. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It happens occasionally. <laughs> Who knew? Hey, one of the one of the things, and I think this was an article that you had on your your site about sexual awakening, and I like this. This is the sexual awakening that I speak of, is that point where the woman realizes she is capable of feeling and being so much more, when she decides to truly let herself enjoy her femininity, to take the time to explore herself and her unique desires as a woman. I like that. She gives herself permission and she explores and she says, you know what? You know, it kind of reminds me of the I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> thing, yeah. You know? And, and, and that's for people pretty that much exactly that what it is. It has nothing to do with Katy Perry's song. This is a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and going back to, again, like I said, you know, women getting the shit end of the stick for years. Our culture, society, religions, whatever, have basically put a gag order on femininity and expression of it 
unless right. it's being done to please a male. It, it, you know, look at the, um, all right, we'll say the, the porn industry, okay? Mm-hmm. That's generally geared towards men. 97% of the people who watch that, who pay for it, are men. Um, right. You look at the magazine stands. It's going to be 99% of that feminine sexuality is meant for male enjoyment, not for female enjoyment. That, that excerpt that you just read, that's when the woman wakes up and says, I want to be me, I want to enjoy being me for me, and I want to let these feelings come out of me that are just sitting there that either don't get acted upon or have been stuffed so deep down that they're just really bothering now, bothering you now and you want to get them out of there or again just that point where you just wake up one morning and you be like you say to yourself that there's something better and I got to find out what it is and she says and I'm okay and there's nothing wrong with me because I want to do it that's right as is perfectly natural these are things that are in us for a reason it's our our natural sexual expression our natural selves um i when i'm working with women who have um had this repression since an early early age say like early teens i use the um the metaphor of the your little girl your little girl inside has not been allowed to play and express herself and she's feeling neglected she wants to play. She wants to express herself. Invite her out. Bring her out. Let her do whatever she wants. There you go. Yeah. So how can... We're, we're actually almost out of time. How can people oh. learn more about what you're doing? And you, you also do um, some work through Skype, don't you? I, I do counseling, coaching sessions um, via Skype, MSN, Yahoo, and over the telephone. Um, whenever possible, I do them one-on-one, uh, along with body work. I do one-on-one. That's kind of tough to do over Skype. Um, <laughs> um, they, they can also access my website, find out more about me, what I do. They can actually find me through Facebook as well. I have a Facebook page called For the Love of Women, which is basically all geared and centered around paying homage to the feminine. So there they can even go. find me there. Very good. Well, that is great. And I'm hoping the listeners got, got little tidbits of information from there. I'll definitely include the links to, to Paul's pages, uh, website and Facebook page. And I will go ahead, what am I going to call that? I will name that, uh, it'll be on my site, belovecoachjourney.com slash bodyworker. How about that? That'll be easy that to works. remember. That will work. That will be the page. It will have a replay of today's show and have information on how you can find out about the the work that Paul does and how you can get in touch with him. And empowering women is not a bad thing. Just learn how to use that empowerment to be happier and have a more more satisfying life. How about that? Does that sound decent? That that works. That works. That works. All right. That sums it all up right there. Uh, you know, I, I try to try to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you do work with men, women, and couples also, correct? 
I do. Uh, men, women, and couples, um, mainly women and couples, but I am happy to work with men, teach men whatever they would like for me. I, I'm, I'm there for everybody. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Well, thank you very much for being with me today. I will see the listeners next time on Ready for Love Radio. 